Welcome to the week number six, buy low, sell high show. We're breaking down all the names above my head, dragging and dropping them in the appropriate category. And maybe, just maybe, a couple of these players are going to belong in both categories, both the buy low and the sell high category. Because yes, you can live in both categories walking into weeks five, six, seven, eight, nine. Every single year, guys can live in both categories. A great example of that would be Antonio Gibson. And for that reason, we're going to add him to the list so we can go over. Gibson, what do you do with him? If you've got him, do you go after him if you don't have him? Do you trade for Dalvin Cook right now? What do you do if you just have Alexander Madison? Do you sell Metcalf high worrying about Geno Smith? Do you buy Lamb low because people are freaking out? What do we do with CeeDee Lamb? He only had 80 yards and a touchdown. What do you make of Ridley? Do you buy Ridley going into the bye? AJ Brown, is he healthy? We're breaking down every name that you see above and we'll probably add a name or two. Week six, buy low, sell high. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I love these episodes, buying low and selling high. Why? Because so many people are freaking out right now. So many people are like, what do I do with this guy? He had a bad week, especially when they have one bad week. Case in point, Mike Williams. How many times did I get asked on Friday and Saturday night, do I start Mike Williams or insert horrible option number one or number two. Should I put Mike Williams on the bench? Mike Williams was in so many flex questions heading into week five. It was crazy. Off of one week, he did well in weeks one, two, three. Didn't have a great week four. Failed to deliver on the vaulty high expectations. Then coming into week five, he's everybody's flex option all of a sudden. And I reacted to it. I'm like, why? You guys saw me? Why are you talking about Mike Williams as a flex option? And I'm not even as high as everybody else on him in general. Like, I don't rank him in my top five, but the entire world had him like in the top five or seven. Coming out of week three, one week, everybody drops their value. Same thing with Antonio Brown. I beat that drum like a dead drum the player people were going to overlook and regret not getting while the value is low the buy low window has closed for ab but it hasn't closed for a lot of these guys and some of them you want to sell let's break it down let's start off with a guy that i think we need to trade away i don't know if you can still get the value you could have got walking into week five but this was one of my my sell highs for last week. And if you can still get rid of them really high, I would. It's not that I don't think Debo can still be a, a top, I don't know, 15 wide receiver. He could. But if you can sell him right now as a wide receiver one, even a mid-range wide receiver one, you're talking about like second round value. I think that's a a, a steal. I did a, a top 25 ranking show last week. And some of that's changed already. Like a lot of guys are bumping around just based on the week five performances. That happens all the time. And I get late comments where people come in like right now on my week five ranking, not my week six go forward rankings. And they're like, ah, I can't believe you don't have Eckler two spots higher. After he drops the, the week he dropped in week five, of course he goes up in my rankings. He goes up in all of our rankings. So looking at my week five go forward rankings is pointless at this point. Everything changes from week to week. And Debo walking into week five was a top 
15 lock. And I did that ranking show right before week five kicked off. And I left Debo out of my top 25 and I and I, heard, I never heard the end of it. It was Debo not in your top 25 this. How can you not have Debo in your top 25 that? And so I know there's value for him right now. Even if people are a little disappointed in him, even if people sense, okay, he could come back down to earth. I'm still trying to trade him away and you might be able to do that in a package. Let's take it to the marker board right here and I'll give you an example of what we can do in like a, a Debo trade. So I would probably say something along the lines of this. If you're trading away Debo, like always, you're gonna try and find that target player first, and then you might have to add to it, or you might have to add to it on this side. But if you're trading away Debo, you could directly go after a player like Ridley, who's been very disappointing, and now he's on a buy. I bet you could get that straight up, and I would take that. I would take Ridley over Debo, but that's me. People are freaking out right now about DK Metcalf. We'll talk about him in a minute. In fact, let's just pull DK out of here and put him on the buy low list. But DK Metcalf, I would take in a heartbeat for Debo. You might have to give a little more. That might be the case where you're doing the two for one, but you're buying on the freak out of Geno Smith. You're still selling high, but because people are worried about drop off, because people are worried about this guy coming back down to earth, you may need to add something. Maybe it's one of the top waiver wire guys. Maybe, maybe it's Chuba Hubbard and this owner had McCaffrey, something like that. Maybe they've got quarterback concerns. You throw in a backup QB. Maybe they lost to Wilson. Maybe it's a Lat Murray. Maybe it's a Leonard Fournette. Whatever the case may be, you might have to throw somebody in on that D on that DK trade. In fact, another player I think you could go get right now. You might have to give up a little more. You may not. Debo Lamb. Maybe you give up like a Cooks, a B Cooks. Maybe you give up a quarterback. Maybe you send Mike Davis to this owner because they have some running back concerns by lamb now at this kind of value and of course that brings us to cd lamb and lamb needs to be put over here in the buy low category i'm not selling them high i don't think you can sell them high to be honest all i hear still even after an 80 yard game and a touchdown is i don't think cd lamb's gonna be what you said he beast smitty but amari cooper already got banged up again Amari Cooper worries me, and I think that it's a matter of time before Lamb is fed an insane amount of targets. We saw it in the beginning last year before Dak got hurt. He fed him a lot. There's no rapport problem here. There's no volume concern. Dak Prescott's going to feed Lamb. Dak Prescott's going to dial up the usage on Lamb. I have no doubt about that. I'm buying at every turn I can, and I put all my eggs in one basket when it comes to Lamb because the entry point right now in a trade is not going to kill you if it doesn't work out. I don't put all my eggs in one basket for moves that will take down like four, five, six, ten leagues at one time, one injury, and then all my leagues are wiped out. Like owning McCaffrey in all of your ten leagues that you do. That's putting all your eggs in one basket to the point where you could get wiped out like that. Buying Lamb at Lamb's current value, which is not wide receiver one value, so I don't know what all the complaints are about on buying Lamb low. Smitty, you need to let go of the Lamb stuff. I love when people come and tell me I need to let go of something. Like, we can't have differing opinions. Like, I'm gonna always be right, or that if someone disagrees with me, they're for sure right. No one's right. This is fantasy football. I'm gonna be wrong on some of this stuff on screen here. I'm not a perfect person. I am a human being doing the best I can as mom always screamed to me growing up as a kid because I pestered her constantly. I get it, I get it. You like a player better than I do. You don't like a player as much as I like a player. It's gonna happen. And if you don't like lamb, like I like lamb, that's okay. That's okay. We won't agree on every player, but I am buying low. Lamb's going to win leagues for people. I'm going to be one of those people that's winning leagues because of Lamb. I invite you to join me if you want. I'm buying Calvin Ridley low. 
I know he's been disappointing people. I know everybody is really mad at him right now. He took the week off. Now he's on a bye week, which everybody's going to have a bye. But that feels like he's missing two weeks to people. If you go to the owner of Ridley right now, they feel like they're getting kicked twice in a row because he's out again. But this is a bye week. Buy him low on the bye week. These Falcons might come out of the bye completely ready to roll. Believe it or not, the usage and volume was actually there for Ridley. The numbers didn't match it, but the volume and usage was there. Kyle Pitts coming into his own was really, really good to see. I don't think it takes away from Ridley at all. It only gives him that counterpart that's going to keep defenses a little more honest. I think this guy, Go Forward, has top five wide receiver potential. Still, maybe not at the end of the year because he had such a, a, a slow start, but from this point on, he could score at a pace that's around five overall. For wide receivers i wouldn't count on it i wouldn't buy them at that level that's the whole point of buying low you're buying low buying low with a relatively loose expectation that he could be a top five wide receiver that upside's built into his value it is baked in ridley isn't a risk where you're buying him if you own him you hold him or you sell high which you probably can't do so you hold him buying ridley right now is very very different than owning ridley right now and that goes for a lot of these players right here. Sometimes the people that own are gonna be the ones freaking out. I'm here to calm you down, tell you to hold. Even in the case of Debo, hold, don't sell low or medium, sell high or don't sell high at all. Ridley, you probably can't sell them, so hold them. Hopkins, I, I like Hopkins a lot right now. I think people are freaking out about how he's gonna get involved moving forward. Oh my God, are they gonna spread it around? Oh my goodness, Kyler's a human being. I'm buying Hopkins all day long at what currently is not top one to four wide receiver value, which he can drop. He can be that good. And if I can buy him outside the top five, if I can trade a, a Debo and something, a Cordero Patterson, a Cordaily, and a Debo for Hopkins, I'm doing it. If I could trade a Cordero Patterson for Ridley, I'm doing it. And here's our first ad because I, I didn't have him on here and clearly he's a good sell high. We're talking about it. So Cordero Patterson, sell him. Try and get a lamb for Cordero. Even if you give more like a, a Brandon Cooks. Try and get Metcalf. Again, add in a Brandon Cooks. Ridley, try and do it straight up. Hopkins, add a little bit. Add more than Brandon Cooks if you have to. Debo and Patterson. I would trade for Hopkins straight up or Metcalf to be quite frank and and definitely don't tell anybody but I, I won't say it Ridley I think Ridley you can get straight up for either one of Debo or Patterson I would try Mixon I'm worried about the ankle Mixon was so abused in 2020 and 2019 eight man front stack boxes the dude was abused constantly had no room to run constantly banged up and on the injury report trying to to muster it out like he did in week five playing on a bum ankle and my concern is that he he's taken so much abuse over the years that he's a not going to stay healthy b he's not going to have the explosion for the long term like if he could stay healthy would he be the mix and we believe him to still potentially be on full starts from here on out through week 17 i think breakdown injury sporadic play is definitely in the cards for him not that he can't deliver if he was to somehow stay healthy the offense is moving the football like this is the worst time for him to break down and not be as good as he used to be talent wise or ability in terms of staying healthy because now the offense is opening up finally that that Bengals offense can stretch the field and keep defenses honest it's bad timing but i worry about him enough that if you can sell him off the touchdown maybe hope that he's going to get healthy attack a team that's really running back needy take advantage of some of these wide receiver by lows right here i take hopkins straight up i take metcalf straight up do not tell anybody because i could get more 
but I do lamb straight up. But I get more because I can. Now, if you've got Mixin, what do you do? You probably hold him. Let him regain some value. There's still a chance he can deliver all year. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying from what I'm gathering, my gut tells me that he's been abused long enough. Everything's coming full circle. He might play well enough in spots you can get rid of him. Gibson, he's a buy low and a sell high, depending on the situation. I sell him high if I can. And let me tell you why. I had a lot of content out before week five saying you'll never get him lower. I like him a lot. And then the news broke about his uh, his fracture in the shin bone. Some describe it as like shin splints, which we've all kind of had, I think at some point or another, if you play sports at all. Conor McGregor had, had a fracture and look what happened to his leg. So that's the extreme. And then shin splints and, and kind of weathering through this is the, the non-extreme version of explaining it. But there's definitely concern that this could become a bigger issue, a fracture in the shin area could turn into more or it could just be tender sore never gets worse we don't really know what we do know is he's falling into the end zone pretty regularly and that's got him holding pretty good value right now if you can get rid of him if you can trade a Debo and a Gibson together maybe you're able to acquire this man right here on the cheap doing a creative package like Gibson and Debo Gibson and Patterson I love Aaron Jones right now and that's why I'm going to bring him over here put him right here Aaron Jones is a great buy low He's one of the only guys that's like top five running back worthy that you can kind of get right now. Not super low, but like outside of, maybe outside of top eight overall value. Maybe outside of top 10. Maybe in crafty fashion, you can get rid of a Mixon and a Debo. Or like I said, Gibson and Patterson or Gibson and Debo or Gibson and Lockett. I'm doing all kinds of things like that to get rid of Gibson because I do worry enough. You've got multiple injuries to worry about. You have spotty usage where McKissick's doing well, Gibson's skating by, getting a touchdown, but looking very sporadic and, and not getting enough love up the gut, not getting the carries, not getting the receptions, breaking off a really long reception, but that's the only thing he does. It feels like you're getting lucky each week with him. I'm selling because the injury issues mixed with the usage concerns multiple red flags you know how i feel about trading a player away my identification of a player being risky is when you have multiple red flags not one not just injury not just usage but when you have two different things fighting each other there's more obstacles it's harder to imagine gibson coming out on the other side without disappointing you so for that reason i'm changing my tune in trying to sell him but i think you could buy him low too because his owners are doing exactly what we're doing, breaking down the risk and going, I want to get out. So if you can trade away a Debo, a Patterson, we're going to stick to that theme. Brandon Cooks, players like that for an Antonio Gibson. I'm okay buying Gibson low. Again, I'm probably selling him more than I'm buying him, but I will poke around in leagues where I don't have him to try and acquire an extra running back that can deliver top 10 running back value. He's got that upside. Gibson belongs in both categories for that reason. I will put him here and I will make another copy of Gibson and put him right here. Madison's a hold unless you can sell him high. I'll put him here. I will say that you're gonna get a lot of low ball offers from the Cook owner. If you own Madison, you don't own Cook, you're gonna get a lot of people coming in going, okay, come on, just give him to me, man. Why do you have Madison? Just give it to me, I'll take Brandon Cooks. Why, he he sucks, give, give me Madison, give me Madison now. They're so mad that you drafted this guy. You took the backup running back to their starter, they're upset at you. The owner wants you to just hand him over for a guy you're not gonna even play. I don't think so. This guy Madison can drop 
top five running back numbers anytime his own number is called. I'm going to let the house burn to the ground before I'm going to just give him to the cook owner for a player I may or may not even play. You either give me one of these wide receivers, even if I've got to give you a little more uh, over here. And I know I probably got to give up more. I can't get Lamb straight up for Madison, but I'm not trading Madison unless the cook owner is going to overpay. And I may poke around at the cook owner who's probably frustrated with Cook and knows darn well that it is reckless to own Cook without Madison. You're playing with fire. And for that reason, I'm going to poke around, try and get Cook low. Maybe you're trying to trade a, a Mixon and a Gibson with a player. I don't think you're getting Cook using Mixon and Debo. But let's say you had AB popping off who I told you all to go get and I'm telling you right now to hold. Hold Antonio Brown. But if you've got Antonio Brown, you've got Mike Williams, you got guys that are playing really, really well, high level, wide receiver two or even one type value, you're trading that player and a running back like Mixon or Gibson or Patterson or whatever for Dalvin Cook. You're doing that all day long. Cuffing these two together could be a league winning move, but I'm only buying here and I'm only selling ultra high over here with Madison. Godwin, I'm going to buy low coming off a, a 70 yard game and everybody's flipping back and forth oh it's ab it's evans it's godwin evans was garbage coming out of weeks what one and two no one wanted evans at all i mean we talked about him here as a great buy low a guy returning to wide receiver one status mark my words i said tom brady will feed this man tom brady talked him up the week before evans bounced back and we said buy him low buy him low everywhere because mike evans has that two td capability any given Sunday. Well, AB and Evans going off is going to make Godwin very doubted. And I think for that reason, you poke around because he has top 12 potential upside. Oh no, Smitty, you, are you, will you please let go of Javante Williams? Will you please, I, I, I love this one. Will you please admit right now? I want you to admit, I command you, Smitty. Admit that Javante failed. Can we move on from this? That's my favorite line. I love when someone tells me I need to change directions. Like, they're right, I'm wrong. It's fantasy football. No one knows what's going on yet. We're predicting. No, we're not moving on. And I'm buying low because it doesn't matter. It could take till week 10. And you know what? It sucks. Every week that goes by where he's not starting, getting full-time volume, it hurts the leagues where I drafted him. It sucks. His owners are doing exactly what I'm describing, panicking, get rid of him, let's move on, I want him off my team. So I'm buying, I'm waiting top 10 running back numbers. Oh wait, I don't care if it's week 12, it will come. Buy AJ Brown right now, him coming back and doing nothing's gonna make owners really frustrated. They don't know if he's healthy, they don't know if he'll stay healthy. You could probably trade these usual suspects over here, Patterson, Debo, I'm buying AJ Brown. And if you had Gibson and you wanted to sell high, wouldn't be a bad move straight up if you could weather through the running back swap for a wide receiver. This is a good way out. You're buying a risk while selling a risk. And I feel like this is a better risk to take if you're in a situation where you're giving up Gibson for AJ Brown. A good way out. J-Rob, only sell J-Rob high. He's, he's on a tear. But I think if you're in a position where you need to make a trade, he's a great player to sell high and, and diluted the two players. So only sell high. An example would be something along the lines of where you're trading uh, J-Rob and you can somehow convince an owner to give you like Harris and you're, you're, more, you're more high on Harris. Or if we're going like across position, maybe you want to target Tyreek Hill because this owner 
of Hill has no running backs. Now you're talking about asking for a bigger player. So then you give up a, a C. Patterson or a Brandon Cooks or a Lockett or whoever you can give up right here. You will have to add an additional uh, player to get a guy like Hill. But J-Rob is getting to a place where you can ask for players like that. You could definitely trade him for digs and probably get more. Tough to say what you could get for J-Rob, but I think in packages you can get away with a lot. And then the same thing goes for Cooper Cup. You're not selling Cooper Cup uh, low at all. You're selling him as a top one to four wide receiver if you need to make a trade. If you don't need to make a trade, then hold him. I'm only putting him over on the sell high category. I repeat, if you need to make a trade, he's a great bargaining chip to get two players. You could potentially get Lamb and Gibson for, for Cooper Cup. Like that I would do if you needed to make a trade. If you can't win with just Cooper Cup and your team doesn't look strong enough, you could do this. You could get Lamb and a quarterback if you needed Lamb and a quarterback. Stefan Diggs, look, I get it. You're upset. He's supposed to be this top one to five wide receiver. And, and I admit, I had him higher than, than anybody else probably. But we still have a lot of time. We've seen players at his level start off slow before. And he's been okay. I mean, to be completely honest, his game log's more impressive than you would think it would be. 13 targets, 8 targets, 10 targets, 11 targets, and then only 5 targets. But he did have 69 yards. But he has one 100-yard game, 7 receptions. I mean, 9, 4, 6, 7. Those are good reception totals. And he does have the one TD. Not a great year. This is not a top one to five wide receiver beginning to a season. I get it. But my eyes don't lie. Allen looks phenomenal. And it's a matter of time for me before this guy starts dropping top five wide receiver numbers. And I think you can get him probably cheaper than anybody on this list. And I think that if you want to win a league off of one move where you're taking these guys over here that are playing out of their mind... And, and there's more players than, than I've listed over here that you could potentially sell high in a, in a deal to get digs. Like a Daryl Henderson, for example. Get rid of Daryl Henderson and a player. You could probably trade Daryl Henderson straight up for digs. And I wouldn't blame anybody if they needed running backs or they couldn't afford to lose a running back to not make that trade. But I, I'm making that trade 10 times out of 10 myself because I believe this guy to be a top 10 overall player going forward it's easy to rip on that and throw shade on it right now but i'm not about worrying about what people think about my predictions i have a gut feeling that this is a great buy low this is a win a league buy low player going forward okay two more left we got saquon barkley look i mean he's banged up it's gonna be hard to sell him right now but if you can if you can package him in a two for one that's really the only way to sell barkley you're not going to sell barkley one for one for another running back you're not going to get a jt you're not going to get even a player like Aaron Jones, you're not sniffing another top 10 running back in a straight up one for one trade. But if you attack an owner with a two for one, you, you give Barkley an overperforming wide receiver, you might get something done. Or you go across position. The one cure for trading away a player on the low, especially a running back, is going across position. Because some people need running backs so bad they'll take a, a chance on Barkley. And maybe you get one of these wide receivers like Diggs, Hopkins, or Metcalf. My outlook for Barkley. Um, I, I think he's going to be out at least a week, probably one to three weeks. I know it's a lower ankle sprain, but the swelling was massive on the side of his ankle. It was like a uh, it was like a tennis ball. I pride myself on my injury content because I have 19 years of, of witnessing players getting hurt and witnessing the time frames play out, the likelihood of, of re-injury. And I can tell you right now, not a good thing for Barkley. I know everybody says, Smitty, you've been against Barkley from the beginning. He's a very injury-prone guy. And I know a lot of you are going to say, Smitty, you can't predict 
a sprained ankle. I'm not saying I am predicting a sprained ankle, but I do know this guy continues to get hurt over and over and over. Barkley was almost out for the year dislocating or almost looked like breaking his elbow the exact play before he tore his ACL back last year. He has a tough time staying healthy. And as as freak of an injury as this was, you got to wonder what it's going to do for him going forward. He's already trying to get right. He's looking good. He's picked up steam. No question about it. But he's still not 100%. He's trying to weather through the swelling and the days off that it takes to recover from an ACL tear and get that kind of grind work up the gut that he's getting. And to have this kind of issue now hobbling him around, the likelihood of of another injury is pretty high with Barkley. If he ends up playing at less than 100%, he's going to be compensating all over the place. Not good coming back from an ACL tear. I don't care if he sits out two weeks and is deemed totally healthy from this injury. I'm staying away from Barkley. I'm selling him high any chance I get. And sending Barkley away with a player for one player is your best option or go across position. But I at least expect him out one to three weeks. Again, going back to my experience with injuries for 19 straight years of evaluating it, breaking it down, you don't have this kind of swelling that fast if there isn't something severely wrong. Mark Andrews balled out tonight, well over 100 yards, two touchdowns. He was a baller. I'm not saying so low, but I'm certainly going to take advantage of this if my team needs a trade. If you're down and out, you know you're not going to win. You look at your team honestly and you go, I need something in order to compete, in order to come back. Maybe I'm two and three after this week. It's great when you have a player that you believe in that has good sell high value because you can turn them into another player. You can turn them into two players potentially. Or maybe you have a Higby on the bench or a Goddard, or maybe you picked up Knox and you used your noggin and you're like, man, I can turn Andrews into Metcalf or Andrews into Diggs or Andrews into Hopkins, Andrews into Lamb, and then put Knox in your lineup. Solves a weekly dilemma you have. It solves a weekly dilemma for you and gives you that extra piece in your lineup. Those are your buy lows and sell highs for week number six, everyone. Don't forget, Tomorrow's the big day. I drop my first Spotify video show on Spotify tomorrow. Don't miss it. How do I watch it, Smitty? Yeah, you can watch it. Now listen, my Spotify video show drops tomorrow. Just go to smitty1.com. The link to it will pop right up. Give me a follow right now so you don't miss a show. And Spotify exclusive content will be dropping on Spotify go forward. Nothing gets scaled back here on YouTube. Don't worry, I'm doing all the live streams I normally do. Dropping all the videos I normally drop. I'm not going anywhere on YouTube. Nothing's getting dialed back on YouTube. But Spotify is additional content and I'm selfish. And I'm selfish. You're gonna have to go to two places to consume all my content because I'm dropping Spotify exclusive content on Spotify going forward. Video style. I wanna be the face of Spotify video when it comes to fantasy football and NFL content. And I need your help, so get on over there now by going to smitty1.com, click that Spotify logo that pops right up. Give me a follow and get ready for tomorrow's show and order my text advice at heysmitty.com. Also, if you go to smitty1.com, play underdog fantasy week six. I'm telling you, there's nothing better than doing a best ball draft for week six only for week seven only for week eight only each week you can start over use the knowledge you have right now about the players right now 
draft a Sunday only team and have some other skin in the game that you can root for if like let's say you have a bad week or even if you're tearing it up you got another chance of doing well playing best ball where you don't have to worry about setting lineups it sets the best lineup for you or you draft a certain number of guys they all play go to smitty1.com click on the underdog banner or if you go there on your own make sure make certain to enter promo code smitty and dm me after show me proof you did it that you're a new depositor on underdog and i'll give you a free phone call from me so get on over to smitty1.com tomorrow tomorrow's a big day on spotify let's do it this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty!